Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest trends in the sewing community. I'm Meg Healy. I'm Kate Zeinard. And I'm Amanda Carestio. Today on the podcast, we're talking about our stashes, and we'll help each other figure out the right way to use some of the fabrics we're holding on to. We'll each share a little something in our Sojo segment, then we'll ask you to share something too. But before we get started, how's everyone doing? How was your weekend? My weekend was good because I made stretch velvet culottes. Oh, yes. I saw them on Instagram. They're so cute. I saw those. I loved them. You were like, these are going to be my house pants. And I'm like, oh, come on. They're more than that. Then you did like a style photo. And I was like, yes, like they're so cute. I love them. They are pink and shiny. And I don't even know who I am anymore. My daughter loves them. I bet she does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have to make a little mini version for her. Probably. I'll probably be yeah. roped into that. With oh, yeah. with your stash. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you have any left over? <laughs> I do have a little bit. So, you know, maybe. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. How about you, Meg? Well, well my, my weekend was great. My parents came down to visit um, me from Toronto. Uh, no, in, to Toronto from London where um, I grew up. So we had a little just kind of fun fun weekend talk, uh, talking about more wedding stuff. And I just want to say thank you everyone for letting me just blab on about my my wedding I will not talk about it again I've talked everyone's ear off about it and thank you for indulging me in talking about it last week oh, oh I think you could talk about you're it gonna a little have more. to talk about it again <laughs> no. we want updates we want like oh. you know outcomes we want pictures of oh, my mom wants an invitation chairs. yeah I know oh yeah <laughs> sounds like so much fun yeah during their drive my dad's like we listened to that episode on the way up and they were laughing it was yeah so yeah it was, it was nice awesome How was your weekend kate it was good uh, my birthday was last weekend actually well not oh, last week dang. and so i had thank you so i had Happy my birthday. birthday party on uh saturday and we had some good food my mom made grilled cheese sandwiches to order and so we had Ooh. fancy cheeses and fancy breads and it was fantastic oh. and oh yeah fancy cheese then i got a fancy new uh cutting board from diy style the one that has the magnet in the middle and the cork on the back so that you can use it in all sorts Ooh. of different ways so i'm really excited. oh you know your old one you're like yes cutting board birthday present <laughs> Woo. wait oh. no you know you're a sewist Yes. Right? Not old. Oh, I thought you were talking about a kitchen like one. Never mind. I was really excited about that. Also, <laughs> if you did get one, because I love a good cutting board. Okay. Never mind. No, never I was mind. talking about my sewing cutting mat. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> never mind me, cutting. guys. Never mind me. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I just got called old. <laughs> I mean, there's that part too. There's the other. <laughs> we're getting there. It's we're all getting right. There. It's all right. I'm going to survive. All right. Moving. Moving on. Oh. Okay, I am sure you guys have seen the memes about hiding fabric from your husband's right and all of the um, kind of stash um, guilt that is kind of intrinsic in those memes, Um, particularly in sewing and quilting. There is the stigma around buying fabric, um, particularly you know, when you already have a good amount at home. Um, And I think even the word stash itself kind of implies something that should be secretive and hiding it away. away. Exactly. Um, And Abby Glassenberg actually um, pointed this out in a recent issue of Sew News um, that, you know, we really, we should think about that term when we think about um, our fabric collections. Um, So I just, I kind of wanted to dig in a little deeper there and talk through it with you guys, what your experience is with the stigma. If there's 
any guilt associated with your fabric um, buying habits. So let's jump in. And how much stash do you guys have? I'm curious. I need you to define what you're calling a stash for me. I think it's just, um, I'd say fabric collection. So I think that includes things that you may have had for six months plus, um, but but also kind of recent purchases and maybe maybe how much you have and kind of what your how you work through it. So what I'm actually trying to get to here is whether you count uh, leftover scraps as part of your fabric stash. I don't think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. In that case, my stash is actually quite small. Um, I usually buy fabric when I know what I'm going to do with it. So mm-hmm. I buy it with specific purposes in mind with a few exceptions, which are sitting here on the table in front of me. Um and a, maybe a couple other pieces. But generally, if I buy it, it's because I know what I'm going to do with it. And so even if I haven't touched it for two years and I can think of some fabric in that uh, category in my life, I still know what I'm going to do with it when I get around to it. So eh, usually I, my stash is small. Okay. That's my answer. Nice. How about you, Meg? Well, I took a picture of my stash that I can post, but it's basically three huge lime green Tupperwares. You can probably probably see them behind me in the screen here, but, (laughs) and they're divided by, I have, um, a fuzzies. So I get lots of fabric. I love Shannon fabrics, all her faux furs and, you know, I Mm. love all that. So, and then they take a bulk. So I have my fuzzy, my fuzzy bin. I have my knit bin. I have my woven bin. And then I have a bin on top. That's like half sewn projects, which I kind of find as my stash sometimes too, because if I just cut into them or whatever, but yeah, there's no hiding mine because we have no walls in our loft. So yeah, Julian luckily doesn't come into my studio very often, so he doesn't really say anything, but I'm with kind of Kate. I, I rarely buy fabric, not knowing what I'm going to do with it. It's all leftovers of projects. And I, yeah, it's, it's just like all it's kind of large scraps because when I'm buying uh, fabric for, you know, some samples for, you know, work projects and step outs, I can have like lots of lardage, lardage. Oh my gosh. Yardage <laughs> left. So <laughs> a large yardage, <laughs> new word, lard, my lardage. Okay. We'll add that to the room. Is that a sewing pun, guys? Yeah. It's not one. Officially. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but my stuff, I do like buying new fabric though. It's kind of Yes. Kind of fun, but it usually does have a purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, I do the same thing. I have a purpose in mind when I buy it, but I think because I buy a good bit of fabric online, um, sometimes it comes and it's not quite right for what I had it in, in mind oh, for. Oh, so you just like so, put it to the stats. So, you know, and yeah. then and then sometimes it comes and I, I start to think about, you know, the other things that I could do with it and a little time passes and I think of a new plan. And then like a year and a half later, I come back around and make the thing I was originally planning on making <laughs> every time. But um, so I, I don't have too much fabric, um, but I do. It's very dangerous because I have my own room, which I feel like can um, oh, that's so you know, nice. Can shut it's the door. Tempting. It's tempting to fill it up with you know fabric, but I have a small bookshelf, um, which kind of has my things organized by knits, by kind of slinkier fabrics, and then wovens. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a small dresser um, with two drawers filled with quilting cottons um, for for when I was doing a little bit more quilting. And I. I don't even count that. So let's just go with yeah. bookshelf. Um, yeah. <laughs> not too much. And um, I mean, I usually I have 
I have some things in there that I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with. Um, and I, and I also have things that are kind of like for my next season, like I kind of go seasonally and pull a couple, um, pieces that I know I want to work with sooner rather than later, um, and organize myself that way. And in terms of buying habits, I mean, I, I will occasionally buy something and not have a plan, but most of the time it's really planned out. I Mm -hmm. do a lot. My birthday is in June, so I get fabric for my birthday and I get fabric for Christmas. (laughs) So like every six months I'll get like a, you know, a little batch of fabric and that's kind of how I do it. And I try not to do too much in between, um, but you know, definitely get distracted and, um, and occasionally um, do the following, and I wanted to ask you guys if you do it as well. Um, do you ever buy fabric to make yourself feel better? I don't. Hmm. I don't think I do, unless I'm unless I've planned out a project to make myself feel better. But and and that that happens sometimes, perhaps when when I'm like, I just want to make something because then that is going to make me feel better about my life right now. So I will buy fabric for that purpose. But I don't usually buy fabric just because buying fabric makes me feel good. The, the mm-hmm. sewing is what makes me feel good. Yeah, I, I find what if, if I want to make myself feel better, I always look to my stash first and then make something from that to make me feel better. I guess because I never ever buy fabric online. So it's, it's harder to, if I'm like feeling down, like in my studio, then I can just hop on the computer, buy fabric. And I don't think that would make me, make me feel better. Cause I, I like to go, go to the fabric store, um, to do that. But yeah, I like the, just going in my stash as like, I'm like shopping for fabric in my stash because some of it can be hidden, like at the bottom of my bins. And so I just dig in and then I'm like, Oh, what's that? Like, I completely forget about it. And then that makes me feel better. Like, Oh, what can I do with that? What new patterns have come out? Because if, cause Berta comes out with so many new patterns a month, if I have nothing for it when, while I have it, I go, Oh, what's come out since then. And sometimes it's, it's just a perfect match. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like a surprise that you don't have to pay any money for exactly and that that definitely makes me feel better (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know I think I think sewing something from your stash especially if it's like a surprise piece of fabric that you you had is kind of satisfying on a different level you're like Mm -hmm. I made this I was super creative and I was thrifty and you know didn't didn't spend any money even though maybe you bought it a couple years ago Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think I necessarily, you know, ever have the thought, hmm, I I need a li- I need to pick me up today. I'm going to go buy fabric. But I yeah. will say I notice if a couple of weeks or months go by and I don't buy new fabric, I feel like I kind of miss it. And I I don't I don't think it's the fabric itself. I think it's the kind of excitement around that new um the new project and that new, yeah. you know, possibility. Um mm-hmm. So and and it is really strange because I I mean essentially I buy fabric to make clothes and mm-hmm. I do that more often than I think I ever actually buy clothes. Um oh, yeah. but I think about it in a really different way. Like it's it's kind of like kind of my entertainment, kind of mm-hmm. my um I don't know, investment in myself and my skills maybe. I don't know or maybe I'm just going to elaborate lengths to justify it. No, no, I don't think so at all. Because you buy clothes to wear them, but you buy fabric to make something, and then you get to wear it. So mm-hmm. it adds yeah. all that extra There's element. A, of, another level. Of, of the, the 
all the fun you get from from making it and the satisfaction you get from doing a good job. And yeah, no, I think that there's a lot more to some making something yourself than there is to just going and buying it. Sure, sure. And, unless Agreed. you just don't want to sew a pair of jeans, and then it's very gratifying to just go pa- buy a pair of jeans. Yeah, about some, me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I do that too for sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I bought two pairs of jeans a couple weekends ago, but they were. I only justify it. They were super on clearance sale because I, I did plan to make some, and I was like, well, for ten dollars for a new pair of Levi's, I think I'll just buy these. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Same. Yeah. Here. So. Same here. Yeah. And so I'm that also made me feel better. <laughs> Well, there's that. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you do you ever feel ashamed after buying fabric? I'm guessing not. If you you know are, are buying it with a plan and you plan to use it pretty quickly, um, there's that. And does your does your stack of fabric kind of waiting for you to sew it ever make you feel guilty? Not generally. Uh, sometimes if things have really been waiting in the queue for a long time, I'll start to feel a little like, I really need to start getting to that. Um, but there's this other thing that's shinier and newer. and Exactly. So, yeah. so that happens occasionally. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I feel ashamed ever. More just like, you know, oh, procrastination. Oh, well, here's another project. Yeah, I mean, not ashamed, but, you know, just those little, like, twinges of guilt, especially if you're like, ooh, maybe I should get new fabric for this new project. Does it ever cause you to pause and be like, well, I have a lot waiting for me already. (laughs) Yeah, I know that definitely happens happens to me if I feel, yeah, if I have a new project. I probably do have something in my stash that could work, but I'm just kind of you know, sick of looking, looking through it. And sometimes I do feel guilty to the point where it's like closing a suitcase. There's so much fabric in my bin that I need to sit on it to close it and quickly put a heavier bin on top so it doesn't pop out, especially my fuzzy bin. Sometimes it's like, it literally explodes. I don't understand why you don't just leave it open so Bunny can nest in there. Oh, but Bunny has been becoming a little chewer he's like chew to hold our couch and he's actually we have a roll of fuzzy fabric and he's nibbled at it so i don't want him to quite oh no you definitely don't want him eating your your minky no no don't don't want that so i know but that would be so cute sometime well maybe one day for on his birthday i'll I'll put him in the bin (laughs) bin and just let him roll around (laughs) oh yeah. yeah all right um on the other side, too, have you have you ever felt that you needed to put yourself on a fabric buying ban? I will go ahead and say that I have. It happens every January um, <laughs> because I get fabric for Christmas. And then I think, you know, New Year, new me. I'm not going to get any more fabric until I sew at least some of what I have. Um, and then I swear... Every the you know those um, Facebook reminders pop up. Oh it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been exactly a year since I was like, "Oh, fabric store, you beat me this time," and gave up. <laughs> you know, before the end of January, even. So um, I've I've tried several times. I just I don't know. I feel like buying fabric and that planning part is so much a part of my sewing practice that when yeah. I'm not doing at least a little bit of that, I kind of lose momentum. How about you guys? Mm-hmm. I definitely have decided on occasion to to um, to stop buying fabric, but mostly it's because I've got a stack of fabric that have 
you know, I know what it's for. I've already bought it. It's in the right yardage. It's sitting there with the pattern. And I just need to sit down and cut it and actually sew it. And then that's when I usually am like, okay, no more new projects until I finish these four projects. <laughs> and then uh-huh. I can start thinking about it again. Um, uh-huh. So I don't usually go for a s- fabric-specific ban. It's more like a nothing new until I've done the ones I've already planned ban. Uh-huh. Slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I go, um, I don't really ban myself from fabric. I more put restrictions on it. So if the bin is full, if I can't get any more fabric in the bin, then I need to, you know, sew it, sew it, um, sew it up before I can get new fabric. So I was trying to think of like a fun saying, like if there's room in the bin, fabric shopping for the win, something like. (laughs) (laughs) I think you came up with a saying. I think I came up with it. Yeah. So if there's, if there's room, um, I don't put myself on a fabric band, but right now there's like, I can't fit any more fabric. So I'm kind of, yeah, on one right now, I can't really, can't really buy any more because I just don't have any room. (laughs) I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a bad problem. Like I think having space restrictions could uh-huh. be a, could be a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, Cause the alternative is scary. Um, uh-huh. and I was wondering too, there, there are a couple of stash sewing challenges out there. I think there's one happening right now that is hashtag make your stash. And the focus is really kind of like group togetherness on Instagram, everybody, you know, so with stuff that's six months old or uh-huh. older. And I think part of it is to kind of counteract that kind of new and shiny um, yeah. way that Instagram, you know, exists for people. I mean, it's hard to go on there and see people buying new fabric and making new things all the time in the latest fabrics and kind of a moment to pause and focus on what you already have. And, um, mm-hmm. have you guys taken part in any of those? I haven't. No. Um, I, I kind of am still just an Instagram novice and I don't pay a lot of attention to stuff like that. So that is not yet something I've gotten into, but sounds like it could be useful. I think it's useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love seeing those challenges. I definitely follow them, but I never really partake in them. Um, for me, it can kind of be a stressor if I if I really commit to it. And I don't know, I'd rather just do it. I usually would do it on my own. Even before Instagram, I would always try and, you know, go to my stash before I go out fabric shopping. So I would always try and sew the stash before. But I do love watching those challenges and seeing what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I take part in them if they kind of time well with what I already yeah. had in mind, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I've already got a plan and I'm not going to completely switch it around so I can do a challenge, but I do, I really like the spirit of it. Um, oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to make more space in my closet though. I have so many clothes. I just went through them on the weekend <laughs> and it's, oh, it's insane how much even just clothes. Sometimes it's hard to even justify just making something. If you don't even have a, a spare hanger, I had to go buy more hangers so many times just to, you know, I actually had to buy a new garment rack just for to fit all my clothes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that's a, I think that's another episode. Oh, Can we yeah. do that? I know. I think we do. Yeah. I think that's a good like, idea. What you do with your me that you're not wearing as much anymore. And yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what about a stash organization app? There are a couple out there and a couple that people have kind of retrofitted to work for fabric that, that weren't designed for fabric. Um, have you guys used any of those? I haven't. I've I, thought about yeah. it a few times, but I just don't know that I have the 
have the time or the effort or the uh, inspiration it would take to load everything in at the beginning, you know, because mm-hmm. like you, you buy some new fabric. OK, so it's not that hard to snap a picture of it and put the info in. But when you're starting out and you're like, OK, so here's my sewing room full of scraps because I have a lot of scraps and, um, you know, this all of this stuff I need to do. I'm just like, oh, no, I don't. I just I can't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I think, too, there are other ways to do it, like especially if you have to store your fabric in a place where you can't see all of it. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the app is really handy or That's, just like yeah. snipping a swatch and putting it on a you know a bulletin board or something like that. So you've kind of got a visual reminder. Um, I mean, I think there's lots of different ways to do it that aren't you know, app-based. Mm-hmm. I think um, actually that's a really good idea. I haven't even really even thought about using an app or, or anything, but even just clipping some swatches mm-hmm. out of everything. Because I, we live in such a loft uh, building that leaks. I know I was telling you a horror story about last week. I wrote about it in my blog too, that yeah, the upstairs neighbor's dog had an accident dripped on my new make. Cause the floorboard, I mean, the, we live in a building that was built in the 1800s. So it can kind of be a little, yeah. But so I need, I need to keep all of my, my fabric hidden, but I love that idea of swatching it out and having it a visual. Cause I think an app I would be, I would forget to even half the apps, apps on my own phone. I always forget that, you know, they're, they're there. So that's actually a good idea. Thank you. The I'm one problem that. with that though, is that then you never have a piece of surprise fabric you forgot you had. Oh, it's I true. know. And then that's the fun too. Kind of fun. Oh, that They're, is a fun, you know, I've also know. seen, I've also seen people, um, who make these amazing Excel spreadsheets and they've got pieces, you know, logged there, how much yardage do they have, what they plan to make with it and kind of like their expected timeline. And then when they, when they use that and they've used, you know, a certain percentage of their stash, that's when they're, when they're okay to buy more mm. kind of a way oh, to just a good idea. Kind of track it. And then, and then a little reward for yourself when you, when you do meet those goals. So I think, mm-hmm. I mean, sewists are, Kind of ingenious and resourceful. <laughs> they are. They really are. For sure. I love it. Well, we haven't even um, got into, you know, the scrappy portion of your stash, which is kind of a whole other um, it's a monster. Whole other one, monster. Yeah. monster. I was, mm-hmm. was going to maybe say monster to deal with. Um, but I think maybe we'll talk through a couple of those ideas as we get into um, the next segment when we look at ways to actually use your stash. Such a novel mm-hmm. idea. Okay, so you have a stash, but what do you do with it? Do you consider scraps part of your stash? I guess it depends how large is the scrap or how tiny is the project. Anyways, if you want to work on sewing your stash fabric, where do you start? Do you have like a go-to project or pattern that you have, you know, larded... uh, I used larded chicken. Oh my gosh. Oh, a yardage or something. You're like, oh, I, I, you just have this pattern printed out ready. You just kind of whip up one of those and kind of used up that fabric. Do you have any anything like that? I do. I mean, I definitely go for like a simple garment, like a cropped tank top, um, something that, you know, doesn't have a lot of fabric pieces or, or pattern pieces, or maybe the pattern pieces are pretty narrow. And I know that I can kind of move them around. Um, mm-hmm. I have the Lubox top. By so DIY is one that I make a lot um, because it's you know front and back and bias binding for the neckline and you're done. So I think you can really mm-hmm. kind of squeeze that out of your smaller scraps. 
Um, and also button-ups um, because especially oh. um, be- because all those pieces are kind of smaller and um, independent, like the collar and the yoke on the back. And um, I-, I just feel like you can you can kind of mix and match, maybe use some of your smaller scraps for that. So I feel like that's a really good one to to have. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Sometimes it's just daunting, though, if you want. I'll make a button-up shirt with all that. Like, I know. You have, to be, you have to be really <laughs> motivated to use your scraps. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take that tank with the bias next. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I have seen a lot of patchwork garments lately. I don't know if you guys oh. have seen them, but um, you know, a lot of people, and I, and I think it is really kind of scrap based um, kind of inspiration there. But I am seeing a lot of patchwork dresses, a lot of patchwork tanks, a lot of patchwork tops. That kind of, um, if the pattern didn't include paneling, people. Kind of like made their own fabric from their scraps, Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of, you know, it's probably not a trend that's for everybody, but um, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Oh, I love that. It's, you know, it does kind of make like kind of a high end um, looking piece sometimes and and definitely custom and definitely one of a kind. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a good opportunity. But, you know, I, I have looked at my stash a lot in preparation for this episode and I swear, I think I think the things that are stay the longest in my stash are like slinky fabrics. I oh yeah, you know, I buy those. I fall in love instantly. I get them. I get some from the thrift store, and you know I don't have anything in mind um, to make with those. But you know I think maybe I'll make it a t-shirt or a tank top or you know a patchwork thing. But they they sit. Um, so I I need to sew through some of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I don't have a real go-to pattern. If I have. Um, at least a yard, and it's wide enough, I'll do a um, willow tank mm-hmm. from Grainline Studio. That's right. Yep. And uh, that one is also just a front and a back and some bias binding. So um, pretty easy. But um, other than that, I just kind of um, hold on to them and hope I think of some sort of brilliant um, idea to use those little scraps for or the bigger scraps. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you find yourselves usually making garments? I know probably you, Amanda, that's the case. But does it? Uh, do you guys ever make any little DIY accessories like a little purse or a little cosmetic bag or anything? Because those are really great for using up this using up the stash. You make a really any- good point there. And, you know, um, I was actually I'm going to I'm going to get into my sojo just a little bit early now, guys. Uh-huh. Um, I, um, I I play role-playing games with dice, and mm-hmm. so I have this huge collection of dice. And um, so I have, in many cases in the past, made dice bags for my friends who also play or for myself. Right. yeah. Um, and they're, they're just cute little bags. Um, and I have made them out of all sorts of uh, fabrics. So the more I think about it, I think I've always done them from fresh, freshly purchased fabric that I got specifically for that reason. And I think I'm really going to have to start making some dice bags out of scraps because they are yeah. it's a really good size. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at something that I just need a piece that's maybe eight inches by eight inches or something like that for the particular pattern yeah. I use. And yeah, I should be doing more of that. I'm putting that on yeah. my list. <laughs> yeah, you could have like that pattern template right by, right by you when you're cutting out a project and just kind of always... Just get it cut right then and there mm-hmm. if you have that little that little yeah. extra bit. Yeah, there was a, a 
part, I was, I think a couple years ago, I was really making, I was trying to get through, um, whittle down one of my bins and I made a bunch of, Berta has this Charlie grocery bag pattern that folds into itself in a little pouch. And it's like the perfect, it's like a little big, but not too small. And I made a bunch of those and I use them all the time to go to the market and stuff. So that's a really good, uh, little bag pattern for, for using up some some stuff, if nice. You know. I I love yeah. I love making bags from scraps, yeah, especially bit, like bit, yeah. bottom weight um, scraps, like jeans, right? Like denim. like a pant fabric, exactly. totally. Yeah, um, and I also use a lot of scraps for pocket linings and things like that. I oh, that's the, a good idea too. The other day, yeah. I was wearing a shirt, and I had used the same shirt for the pocket linings. You know, and no one could see it, but I got secret bonus yeah. points for sure. Um, yeah, but I did, and I. I I think maybe like every every two years or so, I go through my scrap bin and really try to be super honest with myself because, I mean, I, I will hold on to things, which has oh, yeah. occasionally come in handy because um, I had something that it was a, like a top and it was kind of um, something was coming apart. It might have been like the um, an armband or a wristband on a sweatshirt. And I had saved some of that fabric um, mm-hmm. in my scrap bin and was able to replace it. Um, so I think occasionally that happens, but probably not as often as I think it will. Mm-hmm. And so I, mm-hmm. you know, about, about every two years I go through and just try to, um, to go through it and, and be honest and get rid of stuff because I feel like that kind of stuff just takes over more than like your fresh cut new pieces of yardage the scraps are the thing that probably yeah they just they're it's messy and you don't really know what you have they don't don't fold fold. nice and just yeah there is like this little like bin that's like like i don't know (laughs) and then that's where all my guilt is because you know i look at this piece and i'm like i could do something with this. I don't something. know what, but I could do something. I can't just toss it in the trash, and then it ends up <sighs> getting you know shoved in a corner and and saved forever. And I never and do then, anything with it. And that yeah, that's where all my guilt is. I think yeah. I think we're having like yeah scraps. Like it's not really about the stash. It's about the scraps. <laughs> Maybe the scraps really. are the the guilt inducing. I think thing. This, I think we just uncovered the the scrap guilt. The problem is we don't want to get rid of. It. Any fabric. I well, know. That's exactly really what it, it boils it's down like, to. This is fabric. It's valuable. It costs me money. I can't just throw it away. I know. For the little pieces that are like, you know, um, just like, the, but sometimes, yeah, totally. Like a little bias strip for a, a little... Just anything. I know. Maybe I obsessively know. save selvages because mm, you can put them into. Um, you could put them into. Like, oh yeah, you your taught me that seams. when I was filming one day. Yeah, yeah. I just put them that. in your shoulder seams of your um, of your They're knit like a, stuff, and it keeps them from stretching. Yeah. And I have mm-hmm. more selvages saved than I will ever use for shoulder seams mm-hmm. on knit stuff. But yeah. I still keep saving them because they <laughs> they have a use. Yeah, well, my real issue is because um, I love sewing with spandex. I like making athletic wear and swimsuits. It's it's a spandex scrap that can be tiny, like the size of the palm of my hand. That's like half of a front bikini bottom. It's so I have <laughs> okay, so many point. little spandex scraps that are like tiny, but sometimes like little pieces for a sports bra. If you panel different spandex together, get really cool looks. And so it's I never throw away a spandex scrap for for sure. So it's I'm a little bit more. Eh, with wovens but uh, it's my spandex scraps that are really 
really my my pride and joy. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I tried at some point I tried to put in a rule for myself, like if it's under, you know, this dimension, just let it go. But I, you know, there's those those fabrics that you love that are just so hard to let yeah. go. But, but I am, um, we have a project coming up in So News that is a little um, wall hanging um, mini quilt that's pieced, very simple piecing. And I have to say, I'm saving some scraps for that. So um, I, 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 I don't know how you feel about quilting, Meg, or yes, you perhaps do. I do, but <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with a little bit of quilting now and then. So I think I am, yeah. that is part of my plan um, for this spring and summer, a couple of those projects. Yeah. 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 I, I have in my like notes here, I have, you know, things that we could, you could do like basics, like teas and tanks, panels, little bags. And I was like, I guess you could make a quilt. With <laughs> I think you should make the world's first spandex quilt. <gasps> oh my gosh. Right? That oh, she's, she's so much it. fun. Oh, I could even make a, you know what I could do? You know what I could do? I could make a spandex quilt, but it's a fitted sheet. Do you yes. know how fun that would be? Yes, you could. Because <laughs> it's stretchy. It's good. It's hard it's to stretchy. find a good fitted sheet that doesn't, oh, I bet I could quilt it. So it's like a party when I lift open my comforter, guys. Exactly. Oh, you just, ins- yeah. Because I'm not just going to make any old quilt. I need to make it. A jazzy. Make it <laughs> jazzy. Spandex. Make it jazzy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's my sojo. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, oh. I, uh, I have said before that I... I kind of like the idea of quilting, but I don't like the actual practice of it. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, it sounds horrible. So I continue <laughs> to save. I continue to save uh, uh, things in case I ever decide I want to do some quilting. I've got a couple of quilt ideas in my head that will probably never actually happen. Um, but, you know, I hold on to them and think, you know, maybe someday. Maybe, maybe someday. Yes. Well, and I can well, always, since my mom quilts, if I need to, I can, to get rid of some of my um, scraps, I can always just be like, hey, mom, take my quilting cotton. Yeah, there's a, you can always give away your scraps too if you know, if you know a quilter. I've done that. I've done that before. Quilters yeah. are very useful that way. But then they look at my fabric, they're like, what, what are, th- what is this? What do you sew with? <laughs> Why is everything like, lime green? From, I know you'll see from what I, so we each have a fabric that we, um, or a couple of fabrics that we brought from our stash that we're not sure what to do with. And we're going to help each other through that. But so maybe that's a good kickoff let's into, jump in. yeah, let's into do that. It. So who wants to go first? Cause I was <clears throat> just saying my, mine is very strange. So if someone were to get a scrap of this for a quilt, and just for everybody listening, my taste. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna take some photos of these yes. fabrics yes, and put them on the show notes page. Mm-hmm. And we are open to more suggestions. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I have the biggest stack, so why don't I go first? And we don't yeah, have to do first. all of mine. So yeah. I got this at, Meg, can you see this? I can. How I, could I miss that pink paisley? <laughs> I know. So I got this at the um, at the American Sewing Guild. It is silk brocade with oh, a white background nice. and uh, a kind of raspberry pink paisley print all over it. Um, I loved it. I thought it was so beautiful and it was silk and I had just taken a class on sewing with silk and it was not that expensive. So I, this is one of these things that I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. And now it has been almost three years and I still don't know what I'm going to do with it. So help. Don't hate me, but that screams like a really nice pillow to me. (laughs) Okay. Because it's a nice, 
and you do a nice trim around it. I mean, that would be a lovely pillow. That's just my opinion. I have two ideas. I was thinking like it's a shame to cut that into little bits. Right. So kind of making the most of that scale of print, maybe like a maxi skirt, something with a little bit of drama. Interesting. Or yeah, how like is it drapey? Is it thick? It's pretty drapey. Yeah, I think it's oh, pretty it, okay. Drapey. I Notably. was thinking like a heavy, like a okay, never mind. Like yeah, a, I was thinking like a brocade type of heavy. It, it oh, is, okay, so it has drape to it. Okay, yeah, it's it's not it's not like the drapiest ever, but it's it's sort of a mid midway hand. I'd oh, say. okay. The other thing to note though is that I've only got one and a third of yards of it, but it is eighty two inches wide. So wide. Um, I was gonna say like a kimono style thing. I mean, a kimono could I be cute. I think you too, run yeah. the risk of it looking kind of bathrobe just because that paisley kind mm-hmm. of has that vibe. But I think, you know, you might as well there's like a house robe. Yeah. A silky I mean, house robe. I would, would wear really it cute. out. I would wear it out. Because I, I feel like it's kind of dramatic. There's no way you're mm-hmm. going to end up with something that's not a right. little dramatic. It is definitely dramatic. So you might as well mm-hmm. go with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I will think mm-hmm. over those options, and I think I that still think it would make a really pretty pillow. I think you're right. Really pi- and yeah, like a really pop, like a spring pop of pink pillow. I think that would be sweet. But then my cats would get all over it and snag it. And- and oh, those pets, eh? Why do we have pets, guys? They're so cute. <laughs> they ruin all our fabric. So cute. Um, um, all right, so I will put a picture of that on our show notes page. And if you guys have any ideas, maybe we'll put them on Instagram too. And then if yeah, you guys yeah. have any ideas, then you can um, you could tell me if you think it should be a pillow or a kimono jacket or a maxi skirt or something else entirely. Mm-hmm. All right, Amanda, why don't you show us one of yours? Okay, I have two. Um, One is I have three yards of this um, rayon. It is kind of crepey. It is pretty thin. It's thin. Yeah, but I think if you, I think because it's black, um, you could do, you could still get away with like one layer of something. Um, But it's got this kind of like abstract print with white. Um, gray and kind of a goldish tint and it's kind of a small scale um, print which I think is why I was having trouble figuring out what to make with it Um, I think I made I got this to make some Emerson pants but when it came I bought it online um, but when it's a little thin for pants it's thin and yeah it's the fabric itself feels like it could stretch out really easily so um, but I really do I like the print. I mean, it's totally me, black and white Mm -hmm. and taupe, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had a couple ideas, but I wanted to hear you guys. Again, I think it's three yards, so... I have enough I, for a dress. Yeah. I'm I'm immediately thinking like a tunic, like a long top that you wear with like leggings. That's like immediately what I like a nice draping tunic. Oh, Amanda. You've got to make a half tan with that. Oh, a calf tan. Oh, that would be nice. Right? Yeah. I was I was gonna start going for the Nini culottes and then I started thinking about that calf tan we have in the upcoming So News. What mm-hmm. that's June, July, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I'm thinking it might need to be a drapey drapey calf tan. I like the caftan idea. I was definitely thinking dress, only because I, I think this is going to be really hard to make something structured with. Right. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just because it's so thin. But caftan, oh, okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Nice. You're welcome. Okay, guys. So this is I. I bought this thinking that I would do um, one of my. Ma- this is from a scrap 
but a large a lardage of uh, my <laughs> my overlaid dress, and it's nude mesh with beads of pearls and pink and blue. It's like a corally nude mesh. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, Meg, you're I not can, making this easy for us. I are can you? see why you but, got stumped. You got you have a lot see, of it. Because I have a lot, like, I was going to make the full dress in it, then I decided to just make the top. And so I've, it, it was expensive. Like, it was, it was expensive, and I don't know what to do with it. Like, I don't know. Man, guys. it is so dressy. I feel like anything you make with that is going to be super like, dressy. It's so I know. pretty, though. I was thinking a bodysuit. <laughs> like, a, like, it's, I don't know, with like a, nude underneath i don't know or it could be a, like a, a maxi skirt with like an under sh- skirt that's layer. what i, I was no thinking idea. yeah i was definitely really okay skirt. like yeah. a skirt okay but yeah with even like pants underneath it might be kind of cute oh, oh, like your uh, fancy pants um yeah yeah your pattern the overlay. Mm-hmm. yeah that's cute yeah the only thing yeah the, the pearls it's a little bit heavy i don't mm. know but that would be a good idea i know it's I did not know what to do with all of this. Yeah, you know what? Some sort of like pants or something. Or what if I did like a wide leg short, like a culotte, and then like shorter shorts that are underneath, like a two layer look that way? That'd be so cute. I don't, I feel I'm like, what, do you need another wedding outfit? Cause I feel like <laughs> that is so, you know dressy. what? There, you know what? There's the bachelor. The bachelorette party, and then there's yeah. my shower. I need outfits for. Maybe I should turn it into that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even yeah, think definitely. about that. I feel like I oh. feel like it's so kind of glorious that shorts is like not enough to show I know, it off. I know, but then I kind of also love that too. It's yeah, it's like, really I unexpected. Know. I feel true. Like. True. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Well. I'd love your all suggestions too. I will put a picture up, but yeah, this this one really because uh, stumped me. I had some like green linen that I was going to pull out. That I was like, oh, I know, I know what I can do with this. It's, this <laughs> corally nude mesh is yeah, yeah, that it stump yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely felt stumped there for a second, I was a, for a moment. <laughs> but that is kind of a good. I like this plan though. I mean, I feel like you have fabrics in your stash. You don't know what to do with. Ask your yeah. friends. Ask yeah. other people. Exactly. Kind of workshop it. Yeah, this has definitely uh-huh. been helpful for me. Uh, uh-huh. Should we do some more or are we done? Let's do Let's do one more round. One more round? Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, all right. So I have this. I got this at Colorado Fabrics in the discount bin. Um, it is a lace uh, fabric. It is ombre. So on the selvages, it is a dark purple, and it fades to a very fuchsia pink on the inside. Wow! Uh, there's not too much of it; just over a uh, just over two yards. It's 54 oh, inches okay. wide, and I have this dress I love that's a lace overlay, and I'm like, I'm just going to recreate that dress, and now I'm not sure if that's really what I want to do. So thoughts on what I can do with beautiful ombre lace? Hmm. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, overlay overlay yeah. dress. Yeah, I feel like that'd be good like for a nice for summer, especially dress. with like yeah. the tie dye trend. Mm. Kind of, it just has that, you know, the I don't know, summery feel to it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely the way to go. All right, with that, or you know, 
Kimono overlay. Kimono yeah, that's overlay. always my answer, you guys. Just I make could, a kimono. I could totally see that though. Doing a like a because you know it's like really hot in the summer, so you want something kind of drapey, but you don't really want to wear anything with any body to it or anything that's actually going to yeah, keep you warm. Oh, yeah. So go with a lace kimono, and that will mm-hmm. uh, keep you cool and uh, yeah, a little bit of coverage. Yeah, a little bit of coverage. But all right, cool. Thanks, guys. All right. Nice. I Ooh. have something that's been in my stash for a while. Guess what? It's black and white. Oh, um, nice. It is, I think it's a jacquard, um, and it's got this. Is it double-sided? It's you double-sided, can so Love the, that. the outside is black with little white geometric shapes, and the inside is white with little black geometric shapes. It's a little bit drapey, but not like super flowy. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty stiff, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I feel like, you know, dress probably out for this one. Um, I've thought about a jacket. I've thought about pants. Um, it's a little bit dressier of a fabric than I would normally uh-huh. sew with, and I think that's probably why I got a little bit stumped. So, um, any ideas, you guys? If I were whatever you do, you have to do it in a panel where you like flip the fabric. Exactly. I mean, that's I, like a, that's a must. Yeah, right. Because it's it is so fun that it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. I always love doing that. Yeah. I would say like a jacket. I think it would make a really cute little jacket. I think so too. I, I have to say, yeah. if, if I were making something out of it, just just based on the hand, I would totally do a gallery dress. But I'm kind of obsessed with gallery dresses. Yeah, I thought about like a button up because it is pretty lightweight. Like, I mean, oh, it's not yeah, flowy, yeah. but it is kind of lightweight. You, so you could do a shirt dress, but do the pockets and the collars mm-hmm. all in uh, the mm-hmm. reverse. So really that would play be super with it. super cute. Yeah. A plot. Yeah, that would be really cute. All right, and now it's time for our Sojo segment, our favorite segment, where we talk about what's giving us our Sojo, our sewing mojo. Um, Amanda, you want to start us off? Yes. I think finally, finally, six months later, I'm in the sew frosting mode. It's really... um, I made those um, velvet pink stretch, stretch velvet culottes, and nice. they kind of have me off and running in some different directions. I think, honestly, um, I got bored because I'm totally, this this part of the year is like pants, shirt, cardigan mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I, yeah. I just get bored. So I think maybe this time of the year is when I tend to get a little bit more experimental. But I also, so I made pink velvet culottes. And next up I have um, cheetah print awesomeness. I'll just Ooh. leave it at that. Nice. Cannot wait to see it. Wait, yeah. have I already seen it? I think you've seen the fabric. Okay. You were with me when we bought it. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it sounded familiar. Yes. It's, it's either going to be awesome or awful. Nothing awesome. in between. It's going to be awesome. Uh, what about you, Meg? Yeah. Okay, so now I am really gearing towards, you know, spring, spring sewing. So I went fabric shopping last week and I had kind of like a fail-ish thing with my mashup trench coat. I just wasn't in love with it. I was trying to use up my my scraps and I didn't quite have enough to double face some things and I don't know. I just didn't turn out how I wanted it to. So I'm going to remake that trench coat and I bought a bright yellow twill. So it's going to be a yellow trench coat and then I'm making a two-piece crop top and culottes out of this banana leaf print that has a slight <gasps> yellow oh, like it. middle of the flower. Yeah. We'll put that on the show notes too. 
a picture. Yeah. It's so awesome. And it has like specks of yellow. And I'm just, it just, it has me so excited. Like, where, I cannot wait. Where to... are you going to wear this? Where I don't know. Just brunch with the girls, you know, just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I love it so much, but that's the question I would always have for myself. Like, I can yeah. make this, but where am I going to wear it? But you do brunch. Yeah. Brunch is a yeah, great well, option. Well, luckily, Toronto, if you go kind of Queen West area, everyone's all dressed up in the streets, which is, I love, that's why I love living here. And you just, you just wear whatever you want and you feel, you know, feel good. So definitely, yeah, nice little, nice little brunch outfit. But I feel like I'll wear the yellow trench a lot too. And I'm just excited making something for the second time. I'm more confident and mm-hmm. it's okay that I don't, lo- I was trying to convince myself yeah, sometimes I do. I do that. Oh, I love it. And I don't really, and so, yeah, I, I, there was a comment that kind of, Call not called me out, but they said I don't love it. I was like, you know what? I don't either. Like, who am I trying to? I'm not going to fake that I love this. How it turned out, it was it was okay, but I don't know. So now I'm excited about it. And second time's a charm, especially for a trench coat. Now I it'll it'll go better. Yeah, (laughs) awesome. Well, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be amazing. I do that too. I think I after I make something, sometimes I'll talk myself into it. It, yeah, Yeah, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, my uh-huh. uh, I, I make dice bags, and my god kids are just about to start their very first uh, Dungeons & Dragons game with their parents. They're six and nice. nine, and they're very excited. And they got dice for uh, Sebastian, got his for... Um, for Christmas and then Ivy got hers for her birthday. And so Mm -hmm. um, their parents suggested that they could use some dice bags to keep all their dice together. So um, my husband and I are plotting out these embroidered dice bags with, um, with a, one with a dragon and one with a unicorn and they're going to be super cute and I can't wait to do them. And yeah, I'm going to use my favorite pattern, which is simplicity nine, nine, six, six, um, it's out of print, but you can get it printed on demand if you want to. But it's just a little it's a little purse with a drawstring, and it works perfectly. And I'm just super excited to share that with my godkids. They're nice. going to love that. I think so. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, and parts mm-hmm. of them are going to glow in the dark because I have some glow Even in the dark better. thread. Even yeah. Better. Actually, my brother plays Dungeons & Dragons. I should make him a little dice bag. With you your should. straps. <gasps> yeah. You should. You might have you to want... send me that pattern. Or yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll make a copy can... and... and send it to you okay oh my gosh yeah i know his birthday just passed but you always because he's kind of he's the best man at a wedding so maybe i can give him a little best man gift that's perfect and just yeah okay awesome wow i got so many ideas today wow i know this has Uh been a really inspiring episode for us i hope it's been inspiring for you guys too So now it's time for our Sew and Tell segment. Amanda had to step out real quick, so it'll just be Meg and me. Uh, last week, we asked you, how much wedding DIY is too much wedding DIY? I lo- yeah, I love this question. I know. It's, I know. Uh, it turns out our fans are very enthusiastic about their wedding I- DIY. <laughs> I know. I I was really surprised and really happy about all the responses. I I didn't feel so overwhelmed or alone in my decision to do everything. So I think thank you everyone for you know telling your stories. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So I'll read our first comment here on Instagram from Five Hundred Days. She said. 
I am big on DIY. I'm making my dress, doing the flowers, decorations, edible favors, possibly the cake, the sweet cart, the stationery, and probably more knowing me. I drew the line at bridesmaids' dresses um, as mine live too far away for fittings. Girl, the cake too? Oh my gosh. That, that is was intense. I know. I loved that comment. I thought that was super fun you I mean that's even more than what I'm doing if I uh I find I wonder if you have you had your wedding yet please like dm us and show us some pictures and we would love to see that yeah definitely Um, I also have a comment from That's So Marissa, who said, I was huge on DIY for mine. Built all the tables, thrifted all the chairs, made all the decorations and thrifted them. I made all my bridesmaids dream catchers instead of flowers, and I hunted down five stormtrooper helmets to surprise my husband during our ceremony. Oh, I love that so much. That is so much fun. (laughs) I know. She continues with a little advice for you, Meg. She says, just work work hard because that day will go by so fast. Make sure to take lots of photos of your hard work. I still ooh and ah at the day I created. Oh, that's such good advice. I know. I think we talked about that in the episode that it does go by so fast just to take it all in, take pictures. Oh, that reminds me of what we're doing for our wedding. Uh, A little tidbit is to create more because we have a photographer, obviously, to capture the moments. But what we're doing is so we created a hashtag and we're encouraging everyone to use the hashtag, but we're having a best photo of the night contest and we're giving away a couple hundred dollars to the, oh, the awesome. best photo or video of it. So it encourages people at the wedding to take pictures and video. So we want to help create kind of that. Those are always the most fun pictures too, like those little oh, definitely. You know, Instagram ones. So we thought that actually it was Julian's idea. He came up with that. And well, I that was it's, you know, it's such a, good such idea. a great plan. Um, one of the uh, designers here at FNW, Genevieve, had a hashtag for her wedding. And it was great because when we, who were not invited, knew that it was going on, we could look at the hashtag and we could yeah. see some of the stuff that was going on at her wedding, which was really cool for us. So it kind of yeah. opens, opens the wedding up a bit to people who you can't mm-hmm. quite fit in your tent in the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, my wedding hashtag is I want you all to follow along is just Meg and Julian. And I'll remind you closer to the day. Oh, yes, definitely. September. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. So. Well, awesome. So for this week, our question is following our theme. What's your favorite stash busting technique? Teach us how to get rid of some of those scraps, please, because mm-hmm. we're always looking for new ways. Mm-hmm. And if you have another idea for my nude mesh with pearl beads, please let me know, too. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, we'll put all those pictures up on our yes, show notes we page. Will. Maybe we'll throw them on Instagram, too. And yeah. uh, just make some suggestions for us. We'd love to hear them. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Happy stitching. Bye-bye. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at fwmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a production of F&W Media Studios. It is produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. 
Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle. Our audio engineer and editor is Kevin Mitchell. And our executive producer is Jared Mayer. <laughs>